0: Disagree, Gary.
1: I disagree, Gary. Welcome back to Pulp Friction. It's a show about what divides us, and uh we took a month off, but we are back with the 2023 Pulpy Music Awards. Woo! Pulpy! Yeah. Pulp- 2023.
0: 2023.
1: Uh <laughs> a year if ever there was one. Um this wasn't a bad year for music, but it was definitely, there were large pockets of time where there wasn't really anything going on, I feel
0: like. Hard agree. Um, I think I think every year, the first quarter of the year is a drought, and I think this was one of the worst, like, uh, you know, I guess global warming is really kicking in. I feel like our January, February albums, not great.
1: It feels a little like the first three quarters of the year were a drought. <laughs>
0: But Yeah, like, as I look back on my list of my favorite albums from this year, I realized, like, the bulk of them came out from September to December. Um,
1: I ended up having more stuff from the beginning of the year that, like, stuck with me, I guess. Um, like, the, I mean, the Yachty album was very early, and that was a good one. Um, the Caroline Polachek album was pretty early, but but definitely, like, it felt like there wasn't anything going on until
0: pretty late in the year. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. I mean, we had a few gems, but what what was the hit song of the of winter twenty twenty three? You know, like "Boys a Liar" part two, I guess. Like, yeah,
1: but 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 that's the thing. Like like in in popular music, especially, it was it was kind of a, a bizarre year where you had like. For, for most of the year, at least the first, again, the first like three quarters of the year, it was like these country songs take, picking the top spot one right after the other. And it's like, no one was actually listening to those. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I mean, people were listening to like the Morgan Wallen song and, uh, but, 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 but like the whole thing this year was like, I mean, I, you know, I don't have a lot of opportunities to listen to the radio these days. But what I hear from like my mom is that. <laughs> It's, like, all Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift, like, didn't put, like, a new record out this year. She just had, like... She's not
0: exactly releases. a breakout artist, you know? It the, the thing that puzzled me the most about this year was everyone kind of treating Taylor Swift as if she'd just come onto the scene, like, like, this year. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's a big year for her because of the tour and, like, the movie and stuff. But it's, like, she's always been huge. Maybe she's not always been this huge... But then it, why is she this huge? Just off re-releases yeah. and like touring?
1: It sort of seems like the lack of anyone else being huge is what's doing it. Like
0: Yeah. Or anyone else who can fit like a safe for middle America kind of niche that that Taylor does have, you know?
1: Yeah, I think if you look at the big stars certainly for for most of the 2010s it was like Drake and Taylor Swift were were the, the two biggest by a mile. And Drake is still around but like you know (laughs) it's kind
0: of one thing interesting you know i think i mean drake has acknowledged as much that that he and taylor are kind of they're kind of like at war for for our generation's pop star right now and one thing interesting to me about about both of these musicians is the existence of a Large subcultures insinuating that they're gay. Only it takes a very different shape when it's for uh, Taylor Swift, the woman, um, versus for people online being like Drake is the type of dude to like you know put the t- toilet seat down after he uses the bathroom or something. <laughs> um, <That's laughs> like <not> true, <laughs> I think that might be why Taylor had so much. Uh, is having so much power is she's the only person in the world who can be so safe and so, like, apolitical and just, like, you know, meat and potatoes, Americana star, but also, like, for some reason, capture the the queer community, have a massive, like, lesbian fan base.
1: Again, it's hard to say what it is, because I think for the last couple years, it's been like, oh, COVID is stifling everything. People don't want to put things out because they can't tour and all these things. But, like... This year like really until the Travis Scott album basically there wasn't really any like new music to talk about and it was like Taylor Swift was the 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 vacuum pop star like if no one else is around Taylor Swift is going to be there.
0: And that Travis album was probably the most um listen once oh it was good never again kind of record. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> of the year.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely. I yeah, I didn't really come back. I liked a couple of songs on that, but I didn't really come back to it.
0: It's, <laughs> it's, it's like you were saying. It's annoying. It made me. It did make me realize that Astro World is a is is maybe a classic though. Because I was like, oh, you yeah. should have just made that again, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, the problem with it is like there's some songs on like the one with Beyonce is really good. I like the one with Tizo, but like. So much of it is, and, and this is true, but so much of it is clearly, like, leftover Kanye songs that he just took because
0: Kanye can't make yeah. music. I'm stealing this joke from my my roommate, but what he, he summed the album up to me. He was like, clearly Travis thinks that he made his, like, beautiful dark fantasy with Astroworld, and so now he's like, I have to make my Jesus, and it's just, oh, like, sure. not working out for him. Cause this is, you know, like, yeah. this is the dark one. It's the minimalist one. He's like looking back mm-hmm. on, on the fame and how sad it was for him when, what went down. Um, which was, which <laughs> was a perspective yeah. I did not need to hear about at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's sort of the, a weird one to break out. Yeah. The way we got it jumping, make it hard to breathe. Travis, like, come on. <laughs> that that line, it's like if it's like if, if if it came out that Travis was responsible for like the triangle shirtwaist fire, and then he dropped an album, and he was like, every <laughs> single fit I got is heat, like you know you wouldn't. It's buddy, please. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, uh, and and I feel like in the last
1: couple months it's been like you know some 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 big pop tunes and some people coming out i guess the barbie soundtrack was the big thing over the summer but like
0: yeah that was a yeah, nice. weird
1: year overall and we, we've we been going on for a while so we should start getting into these categories because i got 21 of them too uh to, to oh post. yeah you you had your own awards also
0: oh i mean i just have my i make a list of my my favorite albums and eps but i've never I, I'm just here okay. to provide the commentary, you know, the Chanel West Coast Great. of the operation, as usual.
1: I love that. I, 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 that's what I needed. So uh, first I have the biggest earworm category, which is a new one. These are just the songs that personally got stuck in my head the most from this year. And, uh, my five nominees are A Flare for Conclusions, Yet You'll Never Be Swan Queen by Pop Tropica Sluts. Um, Pop Tropica Sluts I had heard of before this year, but like, I listened to their record and I've been saying for a while that I think Estrogen made me like pop punk more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like. I kind of agree,
1: my experience, too. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good, like, you know, classic pop punk track. Um, Ballad of a Homeschool Girl by Olivia Rodrigo, my personal favorite from the record, which I think is just a, a really solid album. Sour was like, a great debut, but not that great I, of an album. I don't album. like Sour.
0: I gotta be honest. Yeah. It, it has promise there, but I mean, Guts just yeah, replaces exactly. it for me.
1: It, it's like a, it's like a, a, it's like her you know coming out and that's great but but guts is like yeah. actually a good album yeah exactly um sure. come to brazil by a song uh again my favorite on her record which definitely the best album title of the year let's hope heteros fail learn and retire
0: yeah. <laughs> I i love that title because it's implying that she wants them to improve but still give up <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 a unique form of being a hater. Um, yeah, I love Alice Song. You guys so much.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, Come to Brazil is is such a great like concept for a song too. Yeah, <laughs> like you know you gotta tap into that that idea. Of exactly. Coming to Brazil,
0: they should have put her on Christ the Redeemer, not Taylor. Should have <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if she even played there. I don't think she did, but. Probably not. She probably hasn't come to Brazil, which makes it that much funnier. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Hollywood Baby by 100 Yaks. Um, there's a lot of great tracks on that album. I don't know which one is my favorite. I don't think I ended up. It's hard to place it in like a genre thing because it's like they're hyper pop, but it's more like a, it's kind of a rock album. I didn't want to necessarily put it in electronic, even though it kind of, it, it, it's in this weird middle ground. Uh, but I do like that album a lot. And Hollywood Baby is just the one that got stuck in my head the most.
0: Yeah. I think, I think 100 geeks is on their way to getting their, um at every record store, they just get their own section, like how they used to do it, yeah. like Windham Hill records and stuff. That'd um, be great. So can I can I offer my, my unofficial pick before we have the I real have one, official? Oh, is there nominee, one
1: more? Which is, yeah, Too Fast Pullover by J-Rock with Anderson Pack and Lotto. Uh, that's a song that came out in the summer, and I was like, there have been so few hits, maybe this is going to kind of take off. And it didn't, but I do think it's like a really catchy tune that, uh, you know, just, just puts me in a good mood.
0: Right. I forgot that was on the list because, I don't know, I didn't like that one. <laughs> I got like halfway through okay. it. <laughs> but... <laughs> I tell you what, my I think my pick from this list I, okay, I'm I am a sucker for, for gex, so I, yeah. I, I, I probably will just say Hollywood baby. To me, that's the truest earworm in terms of like True. I didn't actually like it when I first heard it. In fact, I was very worried the new album would be bad, and then I was wrong, the new album was great. And so but 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 like even though I didn't like it, the chorus never left me. And I feel like that is truly earworm. Whereas the other songs are all like good, some of them are great, but they don't like they didn't do the same kind of thing of like annoying me into liking it, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel that. I feel like when when Ten Thousand Gex came out, it was like, you know, Hollywood Baby is like the, is, is like the more radio friendly one. It's like maybe this is the one that's going to get played out. And then it just kind of didn't. And yeah. now. If
0: anything, that was, uh, Dumbest Girl Alive, I guess was the big Yeah, hit. a
1: little bit, which is surprising. Cause, cause that song is like, you, you, you think of it as more of a, more of a substance song, but like yeah. Hollywood Baby just, just, uh, grows on me. I, yeah, I, I, I think. Hollywood Baby probably did get stuck in my head the most. Uh, The Pop Chopka Sluts song has probably had like a higher volume, but it came out later in the year and it's like sort of specific to my experience, but I feel like Hollywood Baby fits the earworm kind of uh, category the most.
0: And Gex Gex have to pull a win. If they're only going to be in here for one category, come on, come
1: on. Yeah, it's it's, it's a legacy honor, really.
0: Hey, Come to Brazil close second, though. That song also annoyed me at first, but... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I love that
1: song. Yeah. Um, Best Comeback is my next category, and the the five nominees are Blur, Corinne Bailey Ray, Everything But The Girl, Sampha, and Skrillex.
0: For me... Okay, so I didn't hear the full records from any of these people, but I heard a lot of the singles... And I think the ratio of I liked all of the singles that I heard, like everything but the girl, was was would be my pick. It was also the most surprising, I think. Yeah, um, totally. I I mean, Blur was very surprising in its own way. Blur is Damon Alburn, and he's just been making music. I mean, he Gorillaz dropped an album this year. Also, like they yeah, both of them. I don't I don't really know. Like um, for me, I heard a few songs on a uh, the Ballad of Darren. And I I mean, I was less annoyed by it than I was by the magic whip. I hate the magic whip. I know that that's not a very popular. Well, maybe it is a popular opinion. I have no idea. People get mad at me when I say that. But um, I mean, I just I didn't feel like it was like a big, whoa, kind of moment. Whereas the everything but the girl record, it was like, Oh, my God, like, this is not the kind of artist that I would expect to just be kicking in 2023. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And coming right at the beginning of the year too, like really setting a crazy precedent and nothing left to lose is still one of my favorite songs of the year. Um the Corinne Bailey Ray album is like crazy good. Um I feel like I did expect that from her and even though she hasn't put out an album since like twenty sixteen, it's like I didn't think that she would never put out an album again, you know, which is
0: kind yeah. of the case for everything about the girl. Um Well Sampa, that was my feeling on well, on Sampa, yeah. yeah. Is that it doesn't feel like a yeah. comeback? I know six years is a, is a while, but it's not that much of a.
1: It was a long time coming. I guess for me, it was like I, I expected that like whenever he put out an album, it would just be like it would be like a Daniel Caesar thing where people would just like not care anymore. Um, <laughs> and, and 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 that that did turn out to be a really good record. And Skrillex, I mean, Skrillex has been around. Skrillex has not like been off the face of the earth, but like he's just been he behind the scenes. Album and, Yeah, really, really, like, showing out again, it definitely, he definitely made a big impression at the beginning of the year, but I really do agree with you that, like, Everything But The Girl is, it's the only one of these that I would actually, in the abstract, call just, like, one of the best comebacks.
0: Yeah, totally, yeah. Shout out to Skrillex, though, just for, like, I think that he works much better as a behind the boards kind of figure. Every time I hear a song from a major artist and I'm like, oh, like, this is a Skrillex beat? Like, it's usually a pleasant surprise, you know? I honestly feel like Skrillex had a better 2022. <laughs> like, I mean, he didn't have a big uh face-forward m- moment, like, with the double album thing, but, like, he mm-hmm. had production credits with Gex, he had the Hikaru Utada song, he had the Beyoncé... I think he has a credit on that Beyoncé album. I think so. Um,
1: and, frankly, most of the songs I like from the Skrillex albums this year are singles that he put out last year. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: So, yeah, yeah. I I I, I agree with you, though. I think Skrillex... Um, In the, like, long time that it's been since Skrillex was put out, like, an album, I feel like I came to appreciate him a lot more just from the other stuff he was producing. Yeah, totally. Experimental album is my next category, and this is where we get into... The genre categories are always weird, because it's like, you gotta figure out what goes in here and what doesn't, and I always tend to be, like, preferring the things that seem to fit the most with the theme, but, like genres don't really exist you know so so it's all it's all fun and games
0: sure i mean that, that's such a like um the, the kind of person who tells me like genres don't exist is like the same kind of person who's like you know uh oh, actually like 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 christmas is like a pagan holiday and like we don't even know if today is jesus's birthday it's like okay let, let us have our fun you know
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: genres aren't real but like neither are ghosts and people make entire tv shows like trying to prove it so
1: Experimental album, my nominees are Black Rainbows by Corinne bailey Ray, Homeless N-Word Pop Music by Jim Legacy, Oh Me, Oh My by Lonnie Holly, Scaring the Hoes by JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown, and Wall Socket by Underscores.
0: Uh, I, I, really I think I'm, I'm going Wall Socket, personally. That album was crazy good. Yeah. It's one of my favorites of the year, just in general.
1: Yeah, it's probably, out of these, it's probably the one that fits the least in the experimental category, but
0: it is a yeah, really I mean, good album. It's, <laughs> it is it's certainly, it, it's taking It's risks. experimental pop, yeah. And I think that it, it is kind of a moment for, like, there's so many Hyperpop people this year, I mean, Gex included, and Alice long you gao included, who have been taking up the guitar and I don't think yeah. any of them have done it quite as well as Wall Socket does it. Maybe Gex also. Uh, but they've been doing it since like 2020. I think I think Underscores though was really in twenty twenty one super ahead of the curve with this like hyper rock stuff and like just perfected it on this album. And Bona five like concept album too, which you don't really see in, in hyper pop a lot but totally. like with an ARG and, and everything I didn't fully follow the lore but like it was like the kind of thing that you would expect someone to drop like 10 years into their career coming out like really 4 years into it
1: yeah and I feel like for me the last Underscores album was like I see the potential here but it's not really clicking with me and this one was just like yeah here's here's everything like mm-hmm. that that that's yeah. just a great album Scaring the Hose is also one of the best albums of the year
0: Uh, oh yeah that record was great
1: and and the corinne bailey ray album is probably up there for me too um these are all really good albums underscores i have other underscores like things up ahead um is it it, okay scary the hose is more experimental (laughs) than than well socket
0: certainly yeah, but... and I actually, I haven't heard the other three in uh, records on here in full. I've only heard, the only ones I've heard in full are, are Scaring the Hose and Wall Socket. So I can't mm-hmm. give too much input here, but I will say, yeah, those are the two that repeat in the most places, and Wall Socket is definitely not good because it's experimental. It's good for other reasons, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Underscores will have, will have her day in the sun. I'm going to give this one to Scaring the
0: Hose. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean that album certainly has some of the weirdest beats I think either of those rappers have hopped on but we're going to talk about it so again wild. Soon, so so we'll,
1: yeah. yeah yeah some wild stuff on, on on that album I mean beats that have just never left my mind um which which you know sometimes when you when when Peggy does like the super out there kind of stuff it just doesn't really sit but the these are like beats that you can't stop thinking about
0: yeah yeah
1: country album my five nominees are uh carolyn's boy by darius rucker hire by chris stapleton rustin in the rain by tyler childers strays Two by margo price and sweet western sound by tanya tucker yeah i mean i liked all of these albums a lot they're they are all uh under consideration for my forthcoming album of the year list uh and um you know country is is uh not my main thing but uh I like all these albums. I li- the Margot Price album is, is crazy. It's like a, she put out one album in January and then like doubled it in a, in October. Um I love Darius Rucker, Tanya, Tanya Tucker is obviously a legend, Tyler Childers is great. I think I give this to Margot Price. I don't know what you have to say, but uh yeah.
0: I um well first of all, if we're going straight country album, I'm going with the uh this the sixth nomination, which I was shocked wasn't on here. Uh Luke Luke Bryan? Not Luke Bryan. Zach Bryan. Zach <laughs> Bryan. Zach Bryan, yeah. Zach Bryan. Two very different. Um, people. <laughs> I to two very different people. One person arguably reaction against the other. Uh I thought the Zach Bryan album mm-hmm. that was the only like uh country, country album I listened to this year, and I thought it was pretty good. Um I'm sure it'll win many Grammys. Um if it if it I don't yeah. know what cycle the, the Grammys are in. But um my um my 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 other stretching the definition of what counts as country would be um 3d country by geese i don't know if you heard that record Mm. i i don't think i did yeah well well for everyone at home that's one of my i think it's like in my my top five for this year it is sort of sounds like if black midi got really into like leonard skinnard um and 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 sort of took apart a lot of the tropes of like southern rock and uh like like but but still did it very earnestly um there's like uh-huh. kind of a led zeppelin vibe to a lot of it too but it feels very much like forward thinking very windmill scene kind of music um so that's that's my recommendation best country album but all, i mean you know it's not the kind of thing you can really put on for your uh your southern father your uncle or something who's a real big and yeah. rich fan you know
1: <laughs> hey bigger rich is good um but yeah Margot takes this for me um i do like the zach bryan album a lot i like the song with uh, casey musgraves
0: um oh yeah i was expecting to see that on here too um because it just feels like that's such a that's such a music critics pop song you know with those two names on it
1: if i had done a country song category it, it probably would have won but um yeah. I probably could have done that. There'd probably be enough songs. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, on on my worst hit songs of the year list, I had to have like four or five country songs on there. And I was like, (laughs) there are always a bunch of country songs to consider. And I never like to do it because it's like not my wheelhouse. Um... But I, I was sort of thinking because I put the I remember everything on the best list, I was like, I'm balancing it out a little bit. But yeah, yeah I mean these are five albums that I really liked. So and I And you and Mir
0: are our city our slickers. We, should, we don't got we don't got no business talking about no dirt roads, no trucks. <laughs> that's, that's right.
1: Jazz album. My nominees are uh, Beloved Paradise Jazz Beloved, Paradise, Jazz by McKinley Dixon. <laughs> uh, Coin Coin Chapter 5 in the Garden by Matana Roberts. New Blue Sun by Andre 3000. Phoenix by Laquecia Benjamin. And the Omnicord Real Book by Michelle and Degacello.
0: Okay, the only ones of these that I, I've... I've heard some of the Coin Coin stuff, but I didn't even know about the newest installation until like a, a few weeks ago. I listened to the McKinley Dixon and the Andre things... Uh the Andre thing was cool, but it was if it wasn't Andre 3000, I don't know how much uh I would have cared. Yeah, pr- you know. Probably
1: wouldn't have crossed my 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 dashboard.
0: It's still good though. Still very good. I'm, I'm is, glad that I it's... I'm glad that Andre 3000 did make it, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> um the McKinley Dixon project, I think um I think that's what it is for me, just in terms of, I mean, again, it's like only, there's only two on here I can really weigh. Um, And I thought Uh that that record, I I have some issues with that album. I think it could have, I think it is a little rushed. I don't think it like hit Uh the same like emotional highs for me that that it seemed to hit for everyone else. But like, there are just some individual moments on that that are beautiful. And also, um, Guy Guevara, shout out Philadelphia's own. I think that's one of the best verses of the year, the verse he drops on that album is so good yeah Yeah. totally
1: yeah the mckinley dixon album i was pretty lukewarm on at the time and then when i was making i was like this is pretty cool it's probably not gonna do anything for me and then as i was working on my album of the year list, i listened back to it and it sort of clicked for me a little more but uh you know if michelle and decicella puts out an album i i i gotta hand it to her so i'm gonna give it to to omnicord real book
0: Okay, wait. Enlighten me on what this album is. Is this an album of Omnicord music? Uh,
1: I don't believe so. I I mean, I don't really know much about about the background of it, honestly. It's a uh, this is a very good album. I mean, it's not like totally a, a jazz album. It's like, you know, synthesizing some like there's a little bit of dance there's a little bit of soul at all it all kind of it, it it's it's a very fluid sort of thing but it's it's just a really good album. I, don't, I, don't
0: know. <laughs> I might have to uh I might have to check this out then. This seems very very cool. I've never heard of this musician before. Just probably a more a, a, exposing me as as not a a real jazz fan yeah. or something but she's
1: she's one of the greats. Yeah. Next category is the alt category, which usually ends up just being where I put things that I can't really put in the other genre categories. I think I, I think these albums, there, there's a synthesis of like, you know, indie kind of expansive pop stuff. Like the, the the nominees are A Reckoning by Kimbra, Get Up Sequences Part Two by the Go Team, Going Going Gone by Hemlock Springs, Heavy Heavy by Young Fathers, and Struggler by Genesis Alusu. Um, and yeah, I, I, I feel like there is kind of something kind of meshes together there. Like even though alt, the,
0: the theme to kind me, of
1: anything,
0: the, <laughs> yeah. the, the theme to me and with what people call alt in general, but especially with this is like, um, it's, it's good. It's really, really good, but it would slot into like an Apple commercial, but like one of the longer, like three minute ones that they do. That's like artsy, you know? totally totally Um, that's that's, a good way to put it yeah i think actually i remember when i listened to struggler i'm an apple music user and i saw in like the songs from this album were featured on like these playlists and one of them was as seen in apple ads and i was like oh that makes sense and when i was listening to like whatever i I I listen to young fathers i can't help but see like especially the album cover of the new one literally looks like the old ads with the the ipod and the jet that's true so I don't I don't know. That was that's the vibe that I get from the alt category. It's um if you if you heard it playing at Uniqlo, you would get really excited and you would tell your friend to like shut up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's
1: right, that's right. Yeah, I I, I that that really does kind of tie all these together. I mean, to go through the last Genesis solo, I was really into his previous record. This one. I was like, okay, this this is similar, but I'm into it. And then as time went on, especially this past week, I've been listening to it a lot. Like, like that is gonna end up a lot higher on my list than I expected. I think. Um, Young Fathers is another one where it's like whenever they put something out, I'm like, yeah, of course, I like this. Uh,
0: yeah, they're great.
1: The yeah, um, the Hemlock Springs album. She obviously kind of blew up on TikTok last year. I feel like I was a little. Uh, uh, KG about her at first because she seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. And you know, with any of those like people who blow up on TikTok, I'm always a little like, "Uh, is this real? But, but she's (laughs) really good. Get Up Sequences Part Two by the Go Team. Um, just an album from early in the year. I've heard the Go Team before, but I haven't paid them much mind. And then this record just kind of stuck around for the year for me. I don't know. And Kimbra, I love Kimbra and she really does some, I mean, she's always been this this sort of expansive artist doing these, like, like, R&B and pop things with all these different electronic elements thrown in there. But I feel like with The Reckoning, she's, like... She she had that brief window, like, around somebody that I used to know where it was, like, maybe she could be commercial. And I think she put out a lot of great stuff at that time, but now she's, like, let me let me play around even more.
0: Yeah, she's doing her own thing. I think my personal yeah. pick is um, just because I'm kind of mad that I haven't seen them get any real end-of-the-year praise uh heavy heavy young fathers i mean maybe that's like a spite pick i don't know if that album's actually better than like than like struggler you know but but i think that album is just so under talked about um and they were so buzzed about in like 2018 when they dropped that other album where's the buzz for this one it's also really good yeah i definitely think
1: those two are my favorite albums out of this list um heavy heavy and struggler uh I think I could regret this in like a week, but since I picked the winners <laughs> live, I'm going to give it to Happy Happy.
0: Yes! Let's go. <laughs> young Fathers W. You don't know that I just bought stock in their record label. <laughs> yeah. You're Crit- be- critics are always talking about you need the Pulp Friction Boost. <laughs> everyone schedules you know, their releases around it. And all these other categories are going to be like, hmm, what about Young Father? <laughs> Call me crazy, but I do think that Young Fathers made the best country album of the year. Um <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's not this country, but <laughs> yeah, it's but a, a nice country. country country music is a, it comes from any country, so long as you're not in like the Holy See or like international waters. Yeah, they made a country album. Sorry to all our fans from the Vatican, <laughs> by the way. I didn't. Know all right, R and B album, R and B album, yeah. <laughs>
1: We're getting into the categories where I also uh, picked, had uh, song categories. For R&B album, my nominees are Gasms by Smokey Robinson, Girl in the Half Pearl by Liv, Jaguar 2 by Victoria Monet, La by Sampha, and Water Made Us by Jamila Woods. Five really good albums.
0: Uh, four really good albums. Well, five really good albums, but then only one of them is uh, La High by Sanfa. you know? Only okay. one of them is... Uh, I mean to me to me that's like the obvious pick. Shout out to Liv though. I'm glad that uh she's getting bigger this year. I remember hearing her record in uh 2020. I was like, this is cool, why is no one else on this? But I guess she's really blowing up.
1: Yeah, I feel like the next Liv album is gonna be the one that I'm like wild about. But this was a really good album. Yeah. Um She
0: hasn't she hasn't made her masterpiece yet, but she's getting closer, you know?
1: I the, the, the Sanfi album is really good, but I'm not positive. I'm just looking at it like the Victoria Monet album is a great like you know commercial R and B record. It's the most like you'd hear on like an R and B radio station out of this list. But you know, I, I, th- there are some songs I don't really like on there. Uh, I like the Jamila Woods album a lot. It's probably not my favorite Jamila Woods album, um, but it is a really really good album.
0: But, but, but part of me is like, should I give it to Gasms, though? <laughs> <laughs> Only like, one of like these Gaz- is called gazans which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, you know, the fact that Smokey would do that in, in 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 the year 2023 like I I I respect like the 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 sort of fuck youness of it and it's also like a a really good R&B album. <laughs> like I I the Sampha album is probably the best album on this list.
0: Yeah, I I mean I haven't um I still have not heard the full Sampha record, but I've heard like most of the songs by now, and every single mm-hmm. song is, is wowed me on it. I do need to listen to it front to back though. Um,
1: yeah, I think I'll I'll give this to Sampha, but you know Gasms is a, is a close second for me.
0: Album cover of the year, obviously Smokey totally. Robinson Gasms. Uh, that is a piercing image. It conjures to mind like Absolutely. the the National Geographic like Afghan girl, just like this shrouded in mystery with these beautiful eyes. Absolutely, um, you, really, you really get lost, in all, and you're like Smokey. What gasms will you bring me? You
1: know? <laughs> yeah. Anything can be a gasm. Christmas can be a gasm. <laughs> Christmas um, can be a gasm. R song. R&B a song. lot of overlap here. My nominees are "Goodbye" by, by Victoria Monet. Good, good by Usher, Summer Walker, and Twenty One Savage. Lily's Call by Little Dragon, only by Sampa, and Practice by Jamila Woods featuring Saba.
0: I'm uh, I'm continuing my my Sampha run here, but that's I mean that's all I got to say. I'm 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 a terrible source on on R and B, honestly. I feel like I don't listen to modern R and B music as much as I should, but it's just because like there's so many good uh, R and B musicians out there right now, you know?
1: Yeah, it's definitely not. You know I'm not as tapped into like the people like summer walker like there's there's the like the more commercial side of r and b that I think I hear a lot of stuff that I like, but I don't really tap into it as much um i do but 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 on the same note, I do think I am gonna give this to the usher track uh good good, which you know is it it's the only like radio hit on out of those nominees, but it's also like. I just I, I think it's a fun song. It's a song that's gotten stuck in my head, but also the concept that it's like we're breaking up but we're still friends is like <laughs> hey, I, I like I that. Mean,
0: yeah. I, I, I um, but b- before we leave the R and B categories completely, I wanna do another um my my, my sixth pick. Uh, mm-hmm. and this was an R and B album that I did not see get a lot of attention till like kinda of the tail end of the year nourished by time who is a baltimore uh, multi-hyphenate released a record this year called erotic probiotic 2 and it is like the strangest little mix of like 80s and 90s r&b tropes but with like a little bit of rap thrown in a little bit of like uk garage sounding kind of production thrown in like the 2000s stuff that's like very cheap and he's got this like this really deep baritone that kind of sounds like if Dean Blunt took vocal lessons um, and I've just been addicted to it. It's also like probably top five for the year for me. Um, wow. And that was like my big R and album that I was championing this year. But I feel like R and right now is like one of the few genres where critics and audiences I think are so aligned. Like all of the weird R and stuff, like, I mean I mean there's stuff like Live, which is like probably never gonna get on the radio, but like even a lot of the more mainstream R and B acts like like Tina Shea or like um mm. like I guess Pink Panther is kinda counts. She's more just like straight pop, but she's got like a little bit of it there. Like like it's like still stuff that you can like like is really, really being made, I think, for both like for the radio and for like nerds like me to to sit at home and like stare at a wall while I listen to it front to back.
1: There's a thing people were pointing out where like all the um people were like compiling all the critics like end of the year playlists and there were like a bunch of song like like A and W and Boys of Liar Part two that were like on everyone's uh, list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I feel like R and B is definitely in that in that kind of space where like it's critically respected and it's and it's commercial and it's like I, I don't want to say it's safe because that sounds derogatory, but like it's you know so, something that you, no one's going to get upset at you for liking, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, who are like the two of the biggest artists who can like sell sell out in arena and also have albums people call classics are like Frank Ocean and Tyler the Creator, and like Tyler's new trilogy is is pretty R and B. Frank Ocean definitely makes R and B, you know. Like, yeah um, yeah to I me mean, those are the uh those are like the when people complain like nothing on the radio today is as deep as like pink floyd or whatever it's like i feel like that's our the prog of yesteryear is like the r&b stuff right now in terms of just being really forward-thinking still popular
1: and frank totally opened that up because i think there was the next wave of people like like sampha and um daniel caesar who who you know were, who, who went into that Frank Ocean kind of lane with how they how they made their albums and how they styled themselves? And then you also had people who were already on the commercial R and B side, like Tinashe, who were then like, I can I can do an experimental thing and still capture this audience. Yeah, yeah. Electronic slash dance. Uh, my my five album nominees are "Fused" by Everything But the Girl, "The Love Invention" by Alison Goldfrapp. Pain Pleasure by Kahlo, Tension by Kylie Minogue, and That Feels Good by Jessie Ware.
0: Uh, I'm a sucker for for exclamation marks in the middle of, of mm. titles <laughs> this year, because my pick is also going to be uh, That Feels Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one was, was great. I think I, I prefer her 2021, or was it 2020? I don't remember when she dropped that last album. Uh, I prefer What's Your Pleasure a little more. That's the name of it. Um, but this one was also very good, and I liked the the sort of loose concept of like sexual liberation going through it. Um, Jesse Jesse Ware is is one hundred percent fuck music. This was her fuck musicist album in a while, so yeah, you know, she's she's playing the hits. Yeah, I
1: love the Jesse Ware album. Uh, the the that that was one that I just like was totally tapped into right away um the the title track is really good begin again is one of my favorite songs of the year uh, oh, yeah. shake the bottle is really fun they like 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 that that's a great record for sure um lucky at the rest of these i always love kalo i love that she put out a record i think it's a really good album um everything but the girl we've already talked about came out at the beginning of the year just like a great record here you go and sort of feels like that like stuck there the whole year uh the allison goldfrap album took me by surprise a little bit i feel like she's you know her and like the goldfrap stuff is like always good but it never like this one i was like this is like a step above what i feel like i've heard from her before and kylie minogue uh she's always got it you know she's she's never she's never lost
0: it yeah kylie minogue is still not really an album artist for me but but i mean true if someone if if a Kylie Minogue song comes on the radio, are you ever changing the channel? Like, no. I mean, exactly. Like, come yeah.
1: on. It's definitely between Everything But the Girl and Jessie Ware for me. Um, I don't want to let the the artist personalities push me towards Everything But the
0: Girl, but like,
1: <laughs> those are two of my favorite albums of the year.
0: Um, oh well, we're gonna have to I, talk about artist personality pretty soon. I think. We get to best rock album. <laughs> oh, uh,
1: I do like that. Feels good a lot, um, and I did give one to Everything but the Girl. So let's give this one to Jesse Ware. Yeah, sure. Electronic slash dance song. The nominees are "Begin Again" by Jesse Ware, "Nothing Left to Lose" by Everything but the Girl. Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue, Planet of the Bass by DJ Crazy Times and Miss Billiana Electronica, and Tell Me by James Blake.
0: I'm, I'm just still riding for, for Jesse Ware. I gotta say, though, more than I like any of these songs, I am filled with, like, boiling, like, primordial contempt for Planet of the Bass. I, I think that okay. that is the, the least funny joke that, that has, like, ever gotten this popular. I'm... I'm kind of, it's kind of nice to see a bona fide like comedy single with like high production value like get so big. But just like really like, like the bit is making fun of Eurodance. I guess Eurodance <laughs> is having a, a stupid revival in, in the form yeah. of like the post BB Rexa wave yeah, of, of pop songs. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. yeah. yeah i mean it's 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 but it's just like the joke's not funny and he's tried to there's already like sequel songs you know it's this is very what does the fox say to me um this is not a bit that lasted (laughs)
1: well your last episode was on on monster mash and it feels very reminiscent of like that era of novelty song to me
0: yeah exactly i mean it's 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 a true blue novelty single you gotta give it that
1: yeah the guy like plays a character and you know it gets it gets big not necessarily because it's funny but because it it kind of like i mean for for me what i like about planet of the base is that it again it's a deer worm it's a song that was like stuck in my head a lot and, and like yeah I, I i think throughout each version it was like you know we had like the initial tiktok which i think w- which you know was was funny in its moment and then i think the song itself like built on the joke enough for me but for me it was really just like this is a, this is a good tune this feels kind of authentic to to the Eurodance dance thing and again i think when you look at songs like monster mash or like disco duck or whatever it's like they, they these weren't you know it's not that the joke was so funny it's that like they yeah. they got on the radio and people were actually listening to them
0: you know, nowadays, a novelty song is, like, typically something made by a 14-year-old a in their bedroom. It's, it's like... Yeah. It's sicko mode gay parody, you know? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is... I, I, I will commend Planet of the Bass for being, like, a... This is a fully original song that has, like, a, a very overwrought, like like, satirical aim. And, like, we're making a music video and everything. And it's, like, it does feel like a... It does feel like the kind of song that can't get made anymore. I just think Mm -hmm. those kinds of songs don't get made anymore for a reason, you know? Sure. I Um, feel that, yeah.
1: Yeah, going through the rest of this list, um, Tell Me by James Blake. I've never been sold on James Blake. I'm still not. But, like, every once in a while, a song of his will kind of connect with me. And I just really like that, like they're like like
0: like that that one sound in that song is kind of what puts
1: it on this list for me
0: yeah he's a he's a master of like the details i think my favorite james blake is a fun musician to to talk about maybe more than to listen to especially like his earlier stuff where his sound palettes were so like rudimentary um and it just feels like kind of nerd stuff to listen to especially if you're someone like me who's like is a musician and like produces like, you can be, like, you can listen to an early James Blake thing and be, like, I, I can hear, like, the, the, like, Ableton preset or whatever that he's, like, putting on this this track. The newer stuff is um still really good, and I think he's definitely one of the best producers just for, like, mainstream music, like, working right now. But um it doesn't have the same, like, almost outsidery appeal that, like, his self-title does. And so I'm just never going to get super into it.
1: This is a tangent, but I was at, uh, the Psychotronic Film Society the other night and they, the movie they showed credited what synth they used for the soundtrack in
0: the <laughs> credits.
1: <laughs> uh, Nothing Left to Lose is one of the best songs of the year. Begin Again is one of the best songs of the year. Padam Padam is one of the best songs of the year. So this is a tough category. You, you gotta, you, 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 you do have to commend Padam Padam for being like, for, for like, being the hit that it was, and for Kylie, like to 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 come back like that, um,
0: yeah, that is respectable. And we've already given these other two some praise. True,
1: true. Uh, I think I give this to Everything but the Girl, though.
0: Fair, completely fair. It was it was four four great songs in that in that category. You know, rock album. Yeah, <laughs> rock and roll,
1: rock and roll music. The nominees are the ballad of darren blur black rainbows corinne bailey ray let's start here liliati praise the lord who choose but which does not consume or simply hot between worlds eve's tumor ugly slow tie To,
0: to, to be honest i think the one i maybe listened to the most until some news came out was the slow tie one uh and and there are a lot of musicians who i enjoy while knowing that they are terrible people um i mm-hmm. i i i still i still have my my ariel pink and crystal castles vinyls they don't make money if i play it on there no one can get mad at me um mm-hmm. but uh with with the slow Tie record it felt like he was so positioning himself as like a uh, you know, I've I've been a bad guy, but I'm I'm working on it now, and like I just wanna, you know, I'm I'm really depressed, I struggle with my mental health. Um and you just I just when that's the whole thrust of the album, it's really hard to enjoy it in the same way I once did, knowing that he is kind of a terrible person.
1: It's like uh Honey Boy, the the Shia LaBeouf movie. Where it was yeah. like we already knew some things about him, but it was like this really personal thing about like his dad and he was like playing his own dad. And then like more stuff came out about him. And then he was like, actually, I made that up. And it was like, like as time went on, it was like, this is, you know, a, 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 well made movie, but like it, 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 it's totally soured. I think with, with the slow tie thing, there's less of a direct correlation, at least, at least right now, but like. I, yeah, I certainly agree with that. It, it, um, was, was one of the albums that I, that I connected to the most at the start of the year. And will I listen to it ever again? Probably not.
0: Yeah. It's a shame. It was really good. Uh, the, the H-A-P-P-Y, H-A-P-P-Y, like that chorus is great. Um, and there were some moments that they really almost moved me to tears, uh, when I first heard it. I don't, I don't really ever cry from music, but like, I certain songs on that album got me darn close, and now it's just like mm-hmm. trying to go back to it. That emotional core is just gone.
1: But looking at the rest of these, um, I did like the Blur album a lot. Uh, probably not my favorite out of these. Um, the Lilliotti record is another one that like came out right at the beginning of the year and was like, oh, this is, this is, you know, this cool new thing. And uh, again, not much
0: happened for a couple months after that.
1: Um, And Lil Yachty. uh,
0: I actually, I I quite liked Let's Start Here. I was re-listening to it the other day though. And I think what I realized is like, as great as it is, and it is still a very good album. I don't think it's really pushing forward psych rock at all um it does just sort of like i mean it's 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 uniquely him his voice does not sound like other psych rock musicians and like you have some actual rap verses on there like like the Tezo verse which was which was amazing i love love Tezo's vocals um and we'll talk about more about him i guess later but uh i just like i mean i think i think in pulling from like so many hit makers to create that album he just kind of ended up creating like Oh, yeah, this is like the platonic idea of like a modern heavy psych album. But it's just like, is it is it really like a turning point for, for anything? It's a turning point for him, certainly. But I don't even know if it's a change. Sure. He seems like super, I don't think this is going to be his thing. I think he's going to go back to doing rap. Did we ever get the project with, with Filthy? Did we just get Poland? I thought they were supposed to drop like a full album together. What was up with that?
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's happened so far.
0: Yeah, come on, man, baiting us here. Yeah, uh, but it's still good, still very good.
1: It is a very solid record. Um, I love the Corinne Bailey Ray album. Honestly, I think, um, I think I am gonna give it to that. Uh, but yeah. but but to go through the rest, I mean, the Eve Tumor album is 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 oh, really
0: solid that album's too. great. Another great yeah. Eve Tumor thing. Not quite as good as um have into a tortured mind but like can anything be you know that album feels pretty uh lightning in a bottle but this is still a very respectable follow-up i think uh next category is best rock
1: song and my nominees for this one oh, are yeah. bang your head "Wargasm" featuring fred durst home pink shift johnny 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 underscores the narcissist blur and New York Transit Queen, Korean Bailey Ray.
0: So I I decided uh the, the the name Wargasm caught me when I was looking at the noms um you know e News posted mm-hmm. the, the Pulpy Awards Noms a few weeks ago, I'm sure you guys all saw. And sure. I I was yeah, I was yeah. captured by Wargasm mm-hmm. featuring Fred Durst. Uh I listened to that one. I was I was pretty shocked. I I, I guess I was like, yeah, it's just Fred Durst being himself i mean i guess he what limp biscuit had their comeback record like two years ago or something how long ago was it still sucks yeah um he's got a good feature on this he's he's still being fred durst you know um but i wasn't super crazy about that song johnny 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 i mean i've already sung the praises of, of wall socket but that that song oh my gosh it is so good yeah
1: yeah that goes crazy
0: you know, we've been seeing the trend of like, uh, we have A, B, C, D, E, F, U, we have mm-hmm. the um, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Bitch, uh, that song. Let me tell you something. Someone else had a, a Barney song. Johnny, 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 you're taking a, another like nursery school kind of thing, putting it in a pop song, which is the most amo- annoying cliche ever, and it is perfect on on that song.
1: Let me tell you something about Twinkle Twinkle Little Bitch, though. I feel like a big, th- a big it. thing in pop this year was, you know, Tate McRae had, had like the, the single last year that wasn't very good. And now suddenly she's back and she's like this fully formed pop star and everyone's into her. But are they? People are into her? People are into Tate McRae. I I don't know what to tell you. I I don't get it either. But. This
0: is news. This is the first I'm hearing of this.
1: Leah Kate is the, is the woman who did Twinkle Twinkle Little Bitch. She put out an album. I think it's called Super Over. And it is so good. Really? I, I, it's one of the best pop albums of the year. I, I it, it's just surprising to me that people are going all in on Tate McRae when someone who had an even worse debut <laughs> single had an even that that much better album.
0: I mean, that is career poison, though. Twinkle, twinkle, little bitch. Come on, it's a step above. Sure. Like I hate you, you hate me. Let's team up and kill Barney. You know. True. Um, yeah. Although <laughs> Nikki got away with interpolating <laughs> twinkle twinkle little star. So maybe maybe I'm just a hater I'll, ch- I'll check out her record though If it's that good
1: Yeah with this one uh, I like all these songs Johnny 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 Is probably But then it's like am I gonna give Johnny Johnny Like an even higher up one But Because the Pink Shift song Is really good and I feel like I've been so appreciative of what Pink Shift has been doing For, for the last couple of years That it's like you know they only put out Like an EP this year and I'm like you know that that song goes crazy um i think i think right now i give it to johnny 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 but but you know if this were tomorrow i could say pink shift
0: underscores sweep t girls stay winning i also bought stock and underscores
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, underscores and um
0: Young father, uh, young father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Under- my my my, <laughs> my portfolio is really <laughs> diversified. We're gonna do this like they did the um, the Spike TV Guy Awards, where like mm-hmm. whenever the category was like best song, it could just be a song from like any year.
1: <laughs> it just yeah, it's like,
0: like the the, um... the best song of 2006, "Black Dog" by Led Zeppelin. You know. <laughs>
1: It's like the, um, those, those two fake Oscars they had last year that, that, uh, the, it was like the best cheer moment and it went to the Flash entering the Speed Force and,
0: and Zack Snyder's oh. Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, where's the category for like best music hashtag, most exciting music TikTok, most relatable, um, Taylor Swift moment, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we come here for. <laughs>
1: totally. The next category is Best Hip-Hop Album. This was this, th- There was some juicy stuff this year. My five nominees are Burning Desire by Mike, Maps by Billy Woods and Kenny, C- uh, Kenny Seagal, I don't know how to say it, um, Real Bitches Don't Die by Kari Foe, Scaring the Hoes by JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown, and Welcome to Collie Grove by 2 Chains and Lil Wayne.
0: I think it's Kenny Siegel because there's the one... Uh- not Open My eagle Milo song where he goes, Kenny Siegel freaks the SP rather well. Um, okay, but everyone well, I know is Kenny Segal. Um <laughs> God, some some great picks here.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's stuff like, the fact that I couldn't get the Danny Brown album on here,
0: I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that would... Um, and the Arm and Hammer album, like, goddamn. I mean, well, the Armand Hammer album is great, but I do think MAPS was the better Billy Woods project this mm-hmm. year. That, um, yeah, I mean, if if you haven't, I feel like Billy Woods is becoming an increasingly difficult musician to get into because he drops like one to two albums every year and he's been doing it for like 10 years. Uh, Maps is as good a place to start as any, though. That That is uh, some of the best bars he's ever laid down. I'm not a huge Billy Woods expert. I think I've only heard like four of his records, but um, Maps might be my favorite thing. I've heard of his that he's like ever touched. Uh, it is so good. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think and and some of the Arm and Hammer records, especially, can be like super heavy. I think Maps is one that anyone can can appreciate.
0: Yeah, Maps. It it goes from there are a few songs on it that are kind of weirdly lighthearted for Billy Woods, uh, and then also some that are like his most depressing. Um, yeah, he just takes you on a he takes you on an emotional roller coaster. I think with with everything he does, I think this. This album is great from him, and if you want more, I would say Haram by uh Armand Hammer and the Alchemist is my other favorite thing he's done um although the new Armand Hammer is also really good and will probably appeal more to people who are more into like uh w- the weirder kind of darker shit shit like the Danny Brown solo record and like uh jpeg Mafia's music who is you know producing on that album,
1: but in terms of the rest of these, Mike. Uh, always crashes it. He's another one who just just like keeps cranking them out. But I think Burning Desire is um, an expansion for him. You know he 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 has this very like easygoing kind of fluid flow that I think on some projects it's like this just keeps going and going. Um, He's the
0: sleepy Burning rapper.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think Burning Desire has a lot of movement to it. That that uh,
0: yeah. I didn't hear that. that record in. I didn't hear that record in full, but I I am regretting not doing it because I checked out a few songs from it today to get prepared, and I was like, oh, this is easily the best Mike stuff I've ever heard. Yeah, um, definitely, just way better production. Not that he's ever been a bad producer. That's I think that's maybe been his strong suit, uh, and his delivery is just more there. It's just it feels like a feels like a lot more of an event for him, whereas every other Mike album is like super lo fi. And very like um, you know, I mean I love I love Lo Fi stuff, but I just never thought that he was interesting enough to like be separated from all the other rappers who are doing what he does, even if he, mm-hmm. you know, arguably was doing it first. Uh yeah. but I'll definitely have to check out Burning Desire in full, because just from like the three songs I listened to, I was like, oh my god, these are crazy. <laughs>
1: It's a cool a cool record, yeah. Uh, Real Bitches Don't Die, Karifo. I always love to hear from her, and I think that's a really good record. Um, this was a weird year for I think some of the major women in hip hop, like the most public ones, put out these albums that sort of struggled to connect or were kind of all over the place. Um, and you know, that's been really the the narrative in hip hop for the last like five years has been like oh the the yeah. women are taking over you got Cardi you got Megan all these things and this year you had albums from like City Girls and and Nikki and Doja and 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 Coilerae and whoever else where it's like either either they were outright bad like the City Girls album or the Coilerae album although there's one of the Coilerae yeah. songs that I really like but but um or they're like just a little all over the place and not really connecting with people and part of that is you know hip-hop had a really weird year in general in terms of, like, commercial appeal.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's happening that uh, trap music is just not getting as much play as it used to get. And I miss it, because I feel like trap music is the least annoying stuff you hear on the radio. (laughs) Yeah, it's very
1: strange. Um, And it's really hard to say what it is. And there's this thing where, like, I I mean, the, the, the biggest, like emblematic thing that i see is like sexy red was the biggest new rapper of the new commercial rapper of the year basically and she doesn't have a yeah. single song that has more streams than the the mitski single
0: from this year like 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 that's the, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. where we're at i don't know what it is i don't, i i mean i guess maybe people get less excited about uh shit like like sexy red as the world just gets like steadily worse Totally, um, but like I mean like like even I guess you know, like like when like COVID hit, obviously I can't think of a lot of big like pop and trap songs from, from twenty twenty. But like this was a year where everyone seemed to just forget that the virus existed and everyone went out and partied and, and stuff. And and mm-hmm. I, to me I feel like we should have had more songs that reflected that. But I guess no, you look at the Billboard One Hundred and it's just like a lot of mopey country and a lot of Taylor Swift, a lot of not new Taylor Swift songs.
1: Yeah, a um, lot of songs from ten years ago for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, I you know, um, I t- to me though the the party record on here is scaring the hose, despite it's a uh, very I think self assured title. Uh, that album was front to back, just smile on my face. You know,
1: scaring the hose is really really fun. And it, yeah. it, there's always something to surprise you. There's always something to look forward to. You just look at the track list and you're like, oh, this is going to be fun. Um, uh-huh. And there's always new things coming in. Um, but I do have to hand it a little bit to, I, I, I this is not me giving out the award, but I have to hand it to uh, 2 Chains and Lil Wayne, who are two artists I'm extremely in the pocket for, Two of my two of my favorites, just two people who they put out a bad album and I'm way into it um and i think they really i i I think they really come together on this project and um take the initial collie grove which is an album that i really connected with when it came out and they're 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 both sharper now than they were in 2016 uh just in terms of lyrics and delivery and concept wise like this album has like different chapters and and you know sort of tapping into different things but i also just think like these are two of the of the best living rappers just just at the top of their game so i definitely think it's between scaring the hose and welcome to collie grove for me um i did already give one to scaring the hose i don't i don't know if welcome to Colly grove is going to get one of the higher up ones so maybe this one this one i give to welcome to collie grove
0: i did not listen to that record but I will say, um, the other day I was like, man, I, you know, and I do this every three to five months. I say, man, what happened to Two Chains? I miss Two Chains. I look back fondly on a uh, crack and uh shucks. I can't remember any of his other songs right now. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I then I oh god, yeah, birthday song. And then I saw that you there was a a new Two Chains album literally like this morning when I was looking at these nominations, and I was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still not interested. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> his new his new stuff has just not been as um, it's not as like riotous as as the early stuff is. And I've I've never been a huge Lil Wayne fan to be honest. I like him more. Um, I like I like to watch his his music videos when I'm with friends and we're maybe a little intoxicated. But I'm not really a full album guy for for Wayne.
1: All different strokes. I uh... yeah. I, I got into Two Chains with um, probably with Colligro actually, and that, but but like ov- over the couple of years after that, I was like, I think Two Chains is one of my favorite rappers, <laughs> and Wayne yeah, has always I'll take, been um, one of my guys.
0: I mean, Wayne is obje- objectively hugely important to the genre, you know, and like mm-hmm. and, and 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 definitely like has his his niche and does it like as perfectly as he can um Mm. and i love i love based on a, a true story all like the singles from that record those were like i'm a i'm a lot younger here those were like childhood songs for me not like super early childhood but like early adolescence maybe was when like stuff like crack was coming out and i just was like who is this guy he's so uh crass he has so much character um so yeah, shout out shout out to two chains. But for me personally, I've 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 lost interest. Sure. Maybe I'll Fair check enough. this new one out though. I'll I'll have to give it a shot.
1: Lots of good tracks on there. Um yeah. some some crazy verses on there, just they're they're like really trading off. Um hip hop song, the nominees are Attention, Doja Cat, Jen's Terrific Vacation, Danny Brown, and Casa Overall. Uh, Oprah and Gail, 2 Chains Lil Wayne, and Benny the Butcher, Step a Pig, JPEG Mafia, and Danny Brown, and 2 Fast Pullover
0: by J-Rock with Anderson Pack and Lotto. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I I want to take a moment here, because we have two Danny Brown songs on here, and I think that these two, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the two ones that his name are on are, like, the ones I'm struggling for my, my unofficial Claire pick here. But Mm. to me, the biggest weakness of scaring the hose, and it's something that I didn't realize until, like, December when I was going back to it, thinking about, like, where would this place in a a list for me, is that I think it is lyrically maybe, like, two of the worst things they've put out in a while. I don't think that their bars are as funny as they usually are. They're not um, saying anything super interesting either. And I think at points, I mean, I think the whole scaring the hose concept is so fucking stupid. I mean, I get that it's a meme, and they don't actually mean anything by it. But I don't like the implication that, like, there is music that's too experimental for women. Uh I think that that's dumb. Yeah. I think that that has always made that joke a little less funny than it is. And it's, like, just the kind of thing that, like... Like people say, like, oh, my music taste scares the hoes, and they're I'm like, what do you listen to? And they're like, I love Radiohead and Weezer, and it's like, oh, you mean these <laughs> bands that have gone multi platinum? Like, yeah, I'm sure people are really fucking intimidated by what you're listening to. Um, but yeah, like, I, like, I mean, I love when when Danny does this kind of old man internet talk. Uh, I love the line where he calls people incels on that one Brock Hampton song. But there was mm-hmm. like not a lot of like huge laugh out loud moments from either of them on that album, whereas like I get that from from a lot of Peggy records. Jen's Terrific Vacation, on the other hand, is like lyrically perfect. (laughs) Like and I think that honestly, I think the new Danny record is the best thing he's ever done. I I would put it above Atrocity Exhibition. Maybe the Mm. beats are not as like out there. It's not as like ambitious. But he's so lyrically focused and I think he's doing something that no other rapper really does lyrically, which is that he's so old and he's had so much experience, both as like this icon for like the underground and the experimental side of rap, but also being kind of like a a fun party rapper on on some songs, you know, talking about like doing coke and stuff.
1: It was interesting to me that the same week that that Danny Brown was like was like you're forty still doing the shit, and Andre 3000 was like I'm in my forties. I don't know what I would rap about. Lil Wayne and Two Chainz, yeah. both in their forties,
0: but out their album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I mean, if, if it's the war of the the forty year olds, I'm I'm writing for Danny Brown, and especially Jen's terrific vacation, which just. That song makes me feel uh, terrible. That song gives me the f- same feeling that that Jeff Rosenstock's "Worry" gives me mm. of just like, mm. man, I, I shouldn't have moved to this city. I should I should go like live in the woods forever. Um, the, wor- the world is only getting worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Rosenstock album is a strong. Let's just retroactively say that the Rosenstock album gets the the slow tie nomination
0: in the rock category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 for sure there you go we'll fix I, was, I was thinking about the one from 2016 but
1: <laughs> yeah but his new one yeah um yeah 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 i do think this this kind of easily goes to Jen's terrific vacation um to go through yeah. the rest of them oprah and Gale is like a, a crazy song wayne's verse is on, on uh, just unbelievable and then he does this like interlude where he's like uh you know, we we got that homeowner virus. Uh, she didn't want to fuck. She's got that loner virus. Like just doing all the
0: <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus puns, and it's it's amazing. Okay, you're making me. You're motivating me to listen to this record. But
1: yeah, Jen's Terrific vacation takes it. Attention by Doja Cat is really good too. Um, it it was just like true. this this great like comeback for her, and then like the payoff was was not terrible but like you know it, it it should have built to something better
0: yeah still a great song though and um yeah you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna come down here hard okay Doja cat mm-hmm. whatever people are trying to cancel her for some of it is bad uh the chat room stuff obviously i don't know it seems a little weird um She's in people getting Jones mad at Jones her feet. for <laughs> yeah i mean yeah let's 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 that was <laughs> that was strange <laughs> um, but, but, but some of this stuff people were getting mad at her for, I think was ridiculous. And I think that she is mm-hmm. one of those few people out there right now who is like a true blue provocateur without it going like too far into just like, Oh, you're like a, an asshole. Um, shout out to her being mean to her fans. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think if you're cool. famous, you should make your fans feel terrible. The Sam Hyde t-shirt was an interesting choice, but it's yeah, certainly something yeah. I didn't expect. And it didn't do any actual like real world harm. I don't think he got any money from that. Uh, you know, I doubt that she bought it from the official store. <laughs> it's been clear
1: for a long time that she has like an edge lord personality, but I don't necessarily think that like reflects on, you know, her 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 views. No, or the music like is that. still
0: Yeah, and the music is still incredibly safe in my opinion. And even it, though it's good.
1: True, <laughs> true. And yeah, some of it's really good, but it's all it's all very radio friendly. I mean, I guess Yeah. The the least safe thing about her music is that Doctor Luke
0: <laughs> is involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there has to be a space in popular music for someone who is uh, constantly offending and and pushing the boundaries of good taste. And I I don't want it to be Maddie Healy. I want it to be her.
1: So yeah, that's my I would, I'd rather that's remember. my uh, say.
0: Keep <laughs> keep going, Doja Cat. You know what? Yeah, keep being homophobic. That was it was pretty <laughs> weird. Those old tweets yeah. that you just defended them. Go ahead, be <laughs> transphobic, too. I'll give you the yeah. pass. You get it for one day. Stack um, them
1: up, yeah. Pop album. Oh, My man. nominees are... Heavy
0: category here.
1: Desire I Want to Turn Into You by Carolyn Polachek. Gag Order by Kesha. Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. Heaven Knows by Pink Panthers. And How Do You Sleep at Night by Tizo Touchdown.
0: So the only one of these I haven't heard in full is the Tizo record. Although I have one friend who loves it. And another who thinks it's one of the worst albums ever made. Uh, I listen to a few songs and I got to say that I think it is perfectly right in the middle for me. It's definitely, it's definitely, it doesn't sound like anything else. And I really like Tizo's voice, but I didn't think the lyrics were that interesting. I didn't think the beats were very interesting. I thought it, at certain points when it's doing like a funkier thing, I think it, it sounds like it's like offensively bland to me instrumentally. I want to see Tizo get with some more interesting production mainly.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically. I, I I am into the Tizo record um just for again just most mostly it's like a potential thing like you see, you know. All the yeah. crazy things he's tried to do and all these different sounds he's playing with and the, 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 sheer range of his voice. And I think there are some songs on there that I really do appreciate. Like, um, it, it's all very simple, but songs like impossible and, um, th- th- there's a couple others on there that just, you know, kind of tap into something. Um, there, yeah. there are definitely moments like the last song is, is produced by Y2K and Dylan Brady and it's like, it 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 has this it has like a drop and it's like this again totally different from the rest of the record but the drop is like very early tens EDM like it, it it's not what you'd expect a Y2K and Dylan Brady drop to be
0: and, and wait okay I did not know Dylan Brady had a credit on this thing that was one of the yeah. songs that I guess my friends did not show me which is crazy because I love Dylan Brady um obviously so I'm a huge GEX fan mm-hmm. um. Shucks, maybe I'll have to listen to that one at some point. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I think, I think Tizo has a great album in the pipeline if he can just kind of figure out what works best for him. I think vocally yeah. he's already there. I love, I love the weird shtick of like the, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely never get tired of that. Um, it's the kind of thing that should be really annoying in concept, but I think it's very cool.
1: Yeah. Um, I love, just, I just love to see it. You know.
0: And all these other records were so good. The Kesha one really surprised me. Um, The
1: Kesha one is really, really good in a way that I think I didn't totally tap into at first. And then, like, the more I went back to it, the more I was like, oh, this is, like, incredible.
0: Have you ever seen Kesha's list of her favorite musicians from, like, her MySpace page? Yeah, yeah yeah i think this was finally the album that uh i was like oh yeah this person would be really into like the residence or whatever like Uh (laughs) um we finally got i think kesha making the album that well i guess she had that album from a few years back that was also her getting a little weirder but like this thing with with rick rubin at the helm uh it didn't it didn't completely win me over it's definitely not like a a top 50 for me but um Mm -hmm. it was very admirable i think and and uh She's just. I think she's. She's only got bigger and, and better things down the pipeline. Hopefully, you know.
1: Yeah, th- it feels like she's locked in here in a way that she hasn't been in a while. Like even yeah. on her, like the the I don't remember the name of the record, but the one that had like "Woman and Praying" on it. Like that was this. Yeah, this, yeah. This burst. This was something new from her. But I feel like even then, it was like more all over the place than her first couple albums were. And yeah. this is the first one where it's like she's you know doing her own thing and she's not the she's not kesha with a dollar sign anymore but it's still like this is a fully formed vision
0: yeah she's becoming a uh an album artist which i think no one really expected uh from kesha you know who like received the brunt of a lot of the hate of like late 2000s pop music uh because she was so in your face but you know like i think I think that you absolutely just hate fun if you can't appreciate like TikTok, or or oh. any of those other early Kesha singles, and um, um, it's it's but it's great that she's using like this this distance she has from that period of of her life to create something that's like really really personal, kind of uh, at points like a little upsetting in a in a good way, you know
1: yeah her her previous record um which i think is called fine line or or high road was her previous well high road was a song from there i don't know if it's the title track but whichever it was um it's the one where there's there's like a candle of her face on the cover and um that was again more of like an all over the place thing there were there were a couple moments on there that i really appreciated and i feel like this is like a a total new swing for her which i love
0: yeah totally um Oh, the Pink Panther album was so good. Yeah, Shout out to yeah. that album for getting me to enjoy a Central C feature. That's pretty crazy. I do not like that guy. Uh, <laughs> really? She whipped him into shape. Okay. No, nah, I think he's corny. I also think the how can I be homophobic line is like is like kind of unforgivable. Like sure. And I for mean, that to be it's, like, it's funny for it that to be like laugh. his debut line is 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 pretty, pretty the, wild. The, the first line on his first big single, and it's also the chorus. That's insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess I have yeah. respect for that not killing his career instantly. I think at any other time mm-hmm. it would have, but there's I guess just like I you know there's a there's a drought of all pop music right now, and especially like you know it's it's not every day you get a British musician uh, getting success overseas. Although Pink Panthers is also British, so
1: true. Yeah. I'm I'm like pretty on board with Central C. I think at first I was like uh, he seems n- not as good. It seems like there are people who do the same kind of British rap and just do it a lot better. But I liked yeah. his song with Dave. Um, I liked his verse on the Pink Panthers Uh-oh. album. I'm like
0: I'm, I'm I'm like I'm down with this now. Fucking Dave. Well, I won't get into Dave. He's not on the list. Um, maybe I'm yeah. maybe I just hate British people. <laughs> I will say when I was Can't listening be- to the wargasm song, I was like, "Could they just be American, please? <laughs> or, 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 a- any any other country, any other country? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Pink Panthers record was great. i I, I think at, um she's kind of having a James Blake moment for me too, where it's like, what made her charming was that a lot of her stuff sounded really rudimentary and very much mm-hmm. like, like at-, at at points, it sounded like she was making music on like toy instruments on that like debut record. It's like so cheap mm-hmm. and so artificial and so like a Barbie dream designer flash game. And then this one is, you know, um, you can tell it was made in a studio and, and the beats are like everything's mixed way punchier and it, it sounds a lot more professional. But you know what? Like, I think that that's kind of the mu- probably the music she wanted to make anyways. And and she does it really well. I mean, she's totally made to be a pop star. So yeah, I, I, I did like that album a lot.
1: I think the Pink Panther's record could have been, like, really repetitive and just, like... Because she has a very specific thing, and so it's, like... Yeah. If, uh, th- there was a way to do it where it was just, like... It felt like... I feel like this is kind of true of her mixtape, where it a little bit feels like the same song over and over. This one...
0: Oh, I, definitely, yeah. Th- th-
1: this one, I think, really has has a good, like, beginning, middle, and end to it.
0: Totally, yeah. Um, but, I mean, my my pick... I think from this has to be um, the Caroline record. Uh, I think she improved on Pang so much. Um, And Pang is good. Uh, But just like every song on this thing just blew me away. There's so many interesting ideas here. Bunny is a rider is probably one of my favorite pop songs from this year. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, just like, I also saw her live this year. And I think that that probably put it over the edge for me. She's an amazing live performer. It it just doesn't make sense to me that we live in a world where she's not, like, on the the radio. I mean, obviously, she's kind of weird. She's weird for, um, Mm -hmm. to, to maybe, like, too weird to be in the same camp as, like, Lord or, like, Lana of, like, the, like... She's a little, uh, uh, she's a little
1: out of her element. If she was in the 90s, she would be huge.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, especially with, like, um the title track off that thing, that felt so yeah. like. Is there any song in the 2020s that sounds even like remotely close to this? Like the like the 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 weird, like half wrapped verse and then just like the sort of yeah. unbelievable like optimism of it all. And then of course the album just gets way kind of weirder and darker from there. And like I, I think she's like great. Like I think she's like mm-hmm. t- to me, the risks she's taking remind me of like like mid 80s like David Sylvian, and like just like ugh oh, I can't get enough can't get enough I'm she's mother what can I say Yeah Megan Trainor, I you're was... dethroned <laughs> It
1: was Megan Trainor, but now no um Yeah I I think I am going to give this one to uh Caroline Polachek as well um yeah just a really fully formed like instantly iconic kind of record like i, I was i i liked pang but it was not like one of my favorites and desire just totally instantly i was like yeah this is this is it
0: yeah uh shout out to guts though that would have been my it was it was a war in my mind between those two
1: yeah i think guts and and gag order are are are, are both very close behind for me um best pop song my nominees are Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl, Olivia Rodrigo. Again, I it was actually pretty recently that I decided that's my favorite song on that album, but it is. Um One of Your Girls, Troy Savon, Single Soon Selena Gomez, Smoke, Caroline Politech, and What Was I Made For, Billy
0: Eilish. Folks, it's twenty twenty three. We got a bona fide movie single that's like good. Isn't that rare? Yeah. I feel how often... I mean, the la- okay, I don't even know if this would really count because it was a, a Tollywood thing. The last movie single that I loved was Natu Natu from RRR. From sure. Um,
1: that was pretty recent, but...
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was like 2021, right? RRR? Was it 2022? Uh, I, I think it was 22, yeah. Yeah. And again, it's like no one in America really knows that unless you're a weird, annoying film nerd. Uh, or if you're just like, True. you know indian because my indian friends uh were making fun of me for that being the only tollywood movie i know
1: uh-huh.
0: uh but uh to me it's like all these all these songs are are good to great although i'm not fully on the troy on train um but i i respect him i i think he's i mean you know he, he he seems like he's enjoying what he's doing seems like he he's he's really into all the stuff he makes and it's not like cynical um but like the billy eilish thing is just like how often do we get like a movie power ballad that's not like insufferable i don't i'm sorry i don't love the lady gaga thing from a star is born i generally yeah. don't generally don't go for that type of music but what was i made for just just clicked with me so hard it's
1: it's very rare for especially again the 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 ballad type of song the song the, like a song like what was i made for to
0: Click yeah. and to
1: work as a pop song on such a level is is really hard to come by. And it's just one of those like like I mean St Vincent did the same type of song with New York and it's an it, it's a similar thing where it's like this just synthesizes like here is an artist who like is is, is at that 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 premium level you know where where they can like really just you you boil it down to the bare essentials and it's like here's the voice here's the lyrics here's the the the, the energy and it's just uh, magnetic all on its own
0: and i think billy really sells the uh the message behind that song as a woman who like kind of doesn't fit super neatly into pop stardom you know it almost feels like she's a little reluctant to get there mm-hmm. Uh, very, very much like a quieter, like musical style and like, you know, um, has talked ta- like talked pretty openly about feeling weird about like her sexuality and her body and like these, the kinds of struggles that are like explored in that movie that like, your average woman can relate to. Like, I don't think that song would have worked if it was being sung by like Selena Gomez, for example, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But Billy's whole image is just kind of like, like that, that power in fragility. Um, and so it was just a perfect—the totally. A&R for that movie deserves a Lifetime Achievement Award.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that it's just a perfect combination there. Um, to, to touch on these other songs, some of that—again, with, like, Smoke and Ballad of a homeschool Girl, it's like, th- these are—these happen to be my favorite songs on the record, but these are really nom- like, sort of album nominations more so than song nominations. Yeah,
0: it's hard um, to pick one song off the Polachek thing. You gotta hear it, I think, front to back.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, yeah, I could swap that out for, for any number of songs. I do wanna shout out Single Soon by Selena Gomez. Um, I have never been like a Selena Gomez girly, but when they, when, when she announced that her new single was called Single Soon, I was immediately like, okay, I'm on board with this. And then it, (laughs) then it came out and i just think it's a really fun pop song and i think there's something unique about selena gomez where it's like other people could do single soon but selena gomez is the only one who could have done single soon 10 years ago and can do it now
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i like that's a good argument for it one of your girls though i don't i don't get it i don't get it man how do you feel about rush i i just was Rush the one that had the interpolation of the no that
1: that um, that was got me started. Rush was like I feel the rush,
0: addicted oh, to your right. touch. Rush is cute. Also, I feel like the title is a not so subtle nod to the the gay community. There, um, shout out to the, yeah. the, the <laughs> Popper's brand. I'm, I, I kind of like Troy Sivan, like being a just like a very flamboyantly gay pop star. It's always cool when one of those is around. Not, not that there's yeah. any. Uh, shortage of great LGBT music out there, um, but like I think that Troye Sivan has more genuine like sex appeal than like most other gay men who get that famous. So I'll, I'll give Troye Sivan that. They've certainly got the personality of like a this like 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 very sexy uh you know gay pop star but i don't think that the music to me does not match that the music doesn't really make me feel anything
1: i really connected to one of your girls i love i love all the weird vocal stuff that's going on on that track um i
0: feel like oh that bothered me the deep voice on the chorus i thought was so out of his element which again makes it more interesting i don't know if it makes it better I
1: yeah I I'm I'm very into that track and I feel like I was not into Troye Sivan and his like you know Tumblr Queen era but like <laughs> as soon as as yeah. soon as people started as soon as people the first Troye Sivan record that like people weren't paying attention to I was like hey this is really good <laughs> and then like I've been kind of with him ever since and I feel like th- this is the first one that's sort of like had crossed over again and I do think this is. I do think this album is probably weaker than the two that came before, but one of your girls really tapped in for me. Um, yeah. But I mean, "Ballad of a Homeschool Girl" is a really good song. I, I I'm I'm looking at this now, and I'm like, I don't know if this is as as clear cut as I thought. Um,
0: for me, I I'm just gonna go. What was I made for? Because we're doing this award show format. It feels like it's the one that's made to get awards. Uh, and it feels like the one that I appreciate the most as like a pop song.
1: I, I feel like "What Was I Made For" could get the award at the movie awards. It the next episode. Oh, um,
0: oh, movie awards! Exciting.
1: To be different, I'm going to give it to one of your girls.
0: Okay, there you go. Shout out Troy. I, I, there you go. Even though I was just talking trash on him, if he if he became the next big pop personality to interrupt the monotony of like Drake and Taylor, I wouldn't be opposed. Uh. He's got, that, he's got that star power in. My my
1: brother had this interesting theory about how, like, all the big stars of music today are people who have been famous for, like, a decade plus.
0: Yeah, no, completely.
1: It, it, we need to break that up, but it's hard to say how that'll happen. Um, my next category is producer of the year, and my nominees are Danny L. Harl, whose, whose credits include Desire, I Want to Turn Into You, Ophelia by Pink Panther. Shout out Gini to the by goat. By Dang by Caroline Politech. Uh, James Ford, who did That Feels Good for Jesse Ware. The Ballad of Darren for Blur. Memento Lori for Depeche Mode. Shy Boy for Carly Rae Jepsen. JPEG Mafia, who did uh, Scaring the Hose and We by Diabetic Test Strips, among a few other things. Oscar Górez, who's the two big things are doing a lot of production on the Troy album, and also doing I Got It Bad by Addison Rae, which is a song I really like. Um, and Sega Bodega, who did Sunset by Caroline Polachek, Feel Good by Slow Ties, Schlatt by Shy Girl and Sev Liza, Oral by Bjork and Rosalia, again, among other things.
0: Yeah, I- I've never been a big uh, Sega Bodega fan, but but he has just, he's been, he's at the gold fingers this year, uh, especially with Oral. That's one of my favorite songs yeah. of the year, no doubt. And I'm very much the same. Um, I was never,
1: like, paid attention to Sega Bodega. And then this year, I was like, oh,
0: shit, he <laughs> kind of popped off. No, he was he was always one of those hyper-pop musicians that, that I, I felt like I should watch as someone who's just really into the genre, but but this was the year he wowed me. Uh, Peggy also, like, I mean, he's been one of my favorite musicians since a uh, veteran came out, and I think that while he's, like, only improving his chops as a producer in terms of just, like, putting the mix together and, and stuff and, like, making the drums really hit, like, he hasn't taken as many risks as he used to take, and I think 2023 was the year where he really was like, I don't care about mixing. I don't care about it sounding nice and pretty. I mean, Scaring the Hose is like the most compressed album in the world, short of yeah. like a, <laughs> like like Jane Doe or something. Uh, but just like, he took so many risks with that album. They are some of his most obtuse beats. Every sample on that thing is like, just, I mean, it makes you, it makes you lean back in your chair and just like jaw drop to the floor like um kind of cut level production there which i don't think he's done since like veteran even though every album after that has been also great and and we buy diabetic test strips we already kind of sang the the praises of but that like the songs he produces on there uh are are really good it's just like every beat on that album is really good
1: for me, and I've I've liked Peggy this whole time, I've liked his production and found it really unique and stuff. For me, this is, if there's, like, a year of JPEG Mafia production that I'm going to shout out, it's going to be this year.
0: Yeah, this would be the year that he deserves uh, the award for, um, just for those two records. And I think he, he touched some other things this year that I can't remember the name of, but, like, he's never produced a bad song for someone else, you know? Daniel Harrell, I, I love... I don't know if this was his year, but kind of every year is his year. I mean, he just has his niche. And I guess he's, I guess A.G. Cook kind of blew up in like 2021, 22. And now it's Daniel Harl's turn as like sort of the the, the best friend of A.G. Cook. The Robin to his Batman. And I think he's also making a very admirable transition into like mainstream producer. All all
1: good things here. I definitely think Sega Bodega uh, took me by surprise this year the most, as we were saying. But, again, I think I have to give it to Peggy because, again, I just, you know, I, I don't think there's another previous year that I think that, that I think Peggy, like, w- went above and beyond the way they did this yeah. year. He's always been a great producer. But, yeah.
0: And for me, for me personally, he could win it every year. But, you know, that just means that any year he's in the category, you could give it to him, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah.
1: Songwriter of the year. My nominees are uh, uh, it, it, it it's really no surprise that it's the uh, that it's the <laughs> rappers um but I'm going but my nominees are Danny Brown, Lil Wayne, Mike Sampha and Underscores.
0: I think that out of all the the rap musicians on here Danny was my favorite lyricist of the year. Uh mm. granted I didn't give the Lil Wayne and Mike records like full listens, but even in the past, I've I've probably preferred Danny lyrically to them, and and just I can't get enough of uh, Caranta lyrically. That album's just perfect to me. Like sure. so, I think Underscores did the most interesting thing with pop punk this year. and, mm-hmm. and pop punk is, I think, becoming increasingly oversaturated with uh, with TikTok hits. Underscores is, I think, shaping up to be someone who will be like. Just very, their music will just be very important to me. I can tell for as long as I go on. I, I've had Fishmonger on repeat since it came out, and like, you know, Wall Socket has been very much the same. Uh, Um, But also like, Sampa's always good. You know, I don't know though. It's to me, it's between Danny or underscores.
1: Yeah, all great songwriters on here. Um, All great writers, definitely. Uh, Danny definitely had on on his record especially some really great songs just conceptually and really well put together. Um Mike was really in the pocket this year. Mike has has his one thing that no one else can do. He's like the guy who voices Porky Pig. Uh
0: <laughs> and it's kind of Eeyore, that'd be the comparison. A little bit. Yeah, that's more like it. That's more
1: like it. (laughs) Um, Wayne had some really crazy stuff this year. And I always I'm always a little biased towards him. But then underscores definitely I was definitely like, impressed by underscores writing in a way that like, I'm not always, like, as lyrically tapped in with with pop-punk and those adjacent genres. I mean, I pay attention, but, like, I I was particularly taken by the lyrics on the Underscores record. So this is a really tough category. You know, Wayne, I could kind of give it to any year. Um, Yeah. Probably had a particularly good year this year, but...
0: I, I to tell the truth, I hate when a legacy artist wins a uh, an award. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Lil Wayne is I, Lil Wayne is at that level where he's like no one's gonna say he's in his prime.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I mean I think he he did some some incredible stuff this year, but definitely like no one would say he's better than ever. Um, <laughs> whereas I think everyone else on here probably is. You know. Oh yeah, at definitely peak as a writer. I mean, I I mean, Danny Brown definitely had. If there's if there's one lyric that stands out this year, it's Danny Brown's. Yeah, yeah. The
0: Mexican uh, homie
1: named Chinese Mike.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, the the one that all the critics are pulling for their reviews is the this rap shit done save my life and fucked it up. But, the, but you know, okay, sure, Mexican that's a homie named Chinese statement. Mike. Yeah, <laughs> Mexican homie named Chinese Mike. I, it tells a story. That's it does. The, Forget baby shoes for sale, never worn, okay? Yes. Mexican homie named Chinese Mike, that's five words, and that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much wonder. Yeah, There's some other great quotables on that project, though, even outside it's of that true. one.
1: I think I'll give this one to Underscores. I think, uh, again, they, I was particularly struck by the, the songwriting on that record.
0: Yeah, I mean, Underscores is a, a genius, um, and I, I think probably, like, the most important Musician doing the the hyper rock thing right now. Aside from Gex, who like they're like already elder statesmen, uh, I, I I just think that that is that is the future of of rock to me is is a record like Wall Socket.
1: I agree totally. Breakout artists, yeah. people I people who had their first project out this year in in whatever form or the first one that caught my eye at least. Um, Fly Anna Boss, Hannah Jadagu hemlock springs sexy Red, and orgasm
0: i i mean i already touched on orgasm a little bit i don't think i got as specific as i want to of mm-hmm. they're british which which sucks um i think that what they're doing is cool but but to me i'll take like i'll take a poppy song i'll take a fr- heavier frost Children song even like some of the the like late 2010s machine girl stuff is is like doing the, a similar thing of like uh electronic dance music tinged like metal um Mm. or hard rock and i I think that i think the sound they're on to is is maybe not as like new uh as 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 they they think it is and i don't think that they're doing something super interesting with it that being said though the songs do rip you know they go they go they hit hard
1: totally but you think they're too they're straddling the line too much
0: I think they're just a little derivative. I think that uh, hmm. they aren't they aren't bringing something new to the table. Whereas like all those other musicians are, even Alice Long Yu Gao is doing like her metal hyperpop thing this year. And like, not that Wargasm is the same appeal, but I think that that's kind of what the crowd they're going for. And I don't think that crowd would ever pick it. Uh, honestly, I mean, I I feel like I'm if I if I have time at the end to share my favorite records of the year, I think that this choice would surprise. But but uh Hemlock Springs might be my pick even if it's tiktok music even if it's like you know pretty pretty cutesy, uh i actually did pretty sure first time i heard hemlock springs was in like a thrift store or like h&m or something mhm um it's definitely mall music but god damn it it's good mall music she's got a killer voice too you know
1: yeah yeah i think i do give this to hemlock springs i look at the rest of these and it's like i appreciate all of them obviously i nominated them <laughs> um but i see i see very good things very soon for hemlock springs
0: she's she's already on to like i think what 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 could be like a really good career uh girlfriend that song is just amazing and it's so like there are so many songs that sound like girlfriend and none of them get even close to being as good as girlfriend like none of them have just like the weirdness with the vocals, the, like, instant catchiness that it has. Yeah,
1: she reminds me a lot of, Uh, like, early Santa Gold.
0: Yeah, ooh, that, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, if you're listeners at home, that's a comparison that Santa Gold fans, you know, I I wouldn't say we make lightly. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even, like, even, like, mike in the shapes. Like, that kind of stuff. But doing it in, like... Operating in this like TikTok space of like you hear it and you instantly see like the washed out pastel square aspect ratio music video where it's like mm-hmm. it almost feels like she's coming from the same internet y tradition of like Jack Stauber. If it, it like the the synths are really like kitschy and it's like kind of goofy, um, kind of like like lo fi, but not like in an abrasive way. Uh, but I think that she just is a way better performer than anyone else who's making this kind of like TikTok bait, like fake hip- hypnagogic pop uh, for Absolutely. lack of a better word. Yeah,
1: and she still fits into she, 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 she's she's so now in a way. I mean, you're talking about like the, the the that sort of Jack Stauber connection, which I think makes a lot of sense. But it's also just like. You know, I mean, she did blow up on TikTok. Like there, there are a lot of artists who are you know playing in the same way that that, that Springs is, but are not like tapped in yeah. the way that she is. She's she's really like
0: uh, shout out to her. I guess we didn't even really touch on the others. Hannah Jadagu, I heard a few songs off that that record she dropped this year in preparation. I thought they were really good.
1: Yeah, uh, I like so her. So I'm gonna have lot. to give
0: that one a, a full listen. And then I don't. I'm I'm not. I'll be honest. Sexy red. Um, I think I just I think that a uh, ski is like fun, and I'm sure that like the more I hear it, the more I'll get into like singing it at like parties and stuff. But I don't I don't think she has longevity. D-
1: to this might be surprising to hear from me. I think Drake tapped into something with her on uh, on Rich Baby Daddy, where it's like this is this uh, is the pocket for sexy red.
0: Yeah, that is that is true. Uh, fly fly on a boss fly Anna boss. I don't know how you say it.
1: I assume it's a play on, like, Diana Ross.
0: Oh, Flyanna Bot. Ba- that's, okay, well, fuck. Now I want to give her the, uh, the award. just because <laughs> It's that's pretty like good. Best name.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Hemlock Springs takes it. My Song of the Year nominees are Begin Again by Jessie Ware, Jen's Terrific Vacation by Danny Brown, Donny Johnny Johnny by Underscores, Nothing Left to Lose by Everything But the Girl, and What If Your Girls by Troye Sivan.
0: Okay, well, First of all, get the pop song of the year, which in 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 mainstream award shows typically means you get the song of the year. You know, true. Um, although these are all, uh, well, I'm still not crazy about one of your girls, but aside from that, these are all great songs. Uh, yeah. to me, I think that if it's if it's purely the song of the year, I still got to go with with Jed's terrific vacation. But as like the shoehorning in the full album. Like, I mean, the Underscores thing is is, is great.
1: Yeah, Underscores is definitely the closest one on here to, like, I'm nominating this song because of the album. But Johnny, Johnny, Johnny is definitely one of the songs that I, like, was the most into this year. These are are just, like, songs that I was, like, all about this year. Um,
0: I think I I would have picked uh, Cops and Robbers for most slots that Johnny, Johnny, Johnny's in. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah. I mean, that's, that, yeah, they're both great. <laughs> personal taste. I mean, Captain Roberts is a very, yeah. very
1: great song for me. Yeah, um, Begin Again, Jesse Ware uh, is is pretty great.
0: Even though I love that one, I, I do think that that's one of the. Um, I think it's saying something that I would consider that one of the weaker tracks on that album, and I still think it's it's really good. But I definitely I have to look at the track list again to think about what I prefer. Yeah, like Shake the Bottle or like Beautiful People. I maybe sure. like it a little more. Although, Beginning It is good. Yeah. It's it's definitely, I think I like, I at least like it more than like the title track, which I didn't think was very good.
1: I'm just always a sucker for those like um, disco tracks that just have so many instruments. Like they have a full orchestra with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. This was this was definitely a way louder album than What's Your Pleasure. I, I loved What's Your Pleasure because of how subtle it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, this one is the opposite of subtle, uh, and it's, and, you know, she can do it all. She can do both those styles really well.
1: Totally. But yeah, I think, uh, I think Jen's Terrific Vacation probably is the song
0: of the year. Yeah. Song of the year. Song of the moment too. I mean, this song Mm could have come out at like, it could come out in any year and, and I think define like accurately what's been happening in this country for like, you know, since it's been around really, Mm -hmm. um, but, but, like especially in twenty twenty three I think Danny is just the voice we needed. We've talked so sure. much about this song, though, like uh, move on, yeah,
1: so, for album of the year um when it comes to slow tie i I was aware of the situation, and i you know, I think just in putting this together, it was sort of like you know cards on the table i I'm moving, I got all this other shit going on um,
0: yeah i well, I don't want to um. I mean I like, to, to be it, clear it, 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 it's here, a hate, very good album. Yeah, it is let's let's not pretend that it was bad the whole time. I hate yeah. when people like they pass a moral judgment on someone. It's just like you can't help liking what you like. I mean, I said earlier that the album has, has soured for me a little bit just like lyrically, but like I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend that I'm like morally righteous and be like actually the the drums don't hit as hard now mm-hmm. that like my opinion on him as a person has changed. like no yeah. like the, the the parts of the record that are are more divorced from him, I still love you know the yeah. production's still great
1: I, I, I it's a very good album. I'll probably shout it out on my album of the year list, but since these are my awards and I can give them to whoever I want, i am gonna I am gonna take away that nomination. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Please add a flex bomb in there. Every time I'm a guest, I want one flex bomb somewhere.
1: We'll we'll make it happen. Yeah. The question Might is the uh, who I'm going to put in his place. And um, again, we you know we pick all the winners live, so this is going to happen live too. I think I'm just going to put Jesse Ware in there. And if, yeah, I, if sure. I regret it, whatever, that, you know, I think whatever I put in there would probably not win. Um, I don't think Slow Tie was going to win anyway. I mean, even, you know, nah. months ago, whatever. Um, but Yeah,
0: yeah. Regardless for me, the album of the year is, I'll just say mine. It's, it's Wall Socket. No matter what. You could replace sure. Ugly with, like, the grace of God himself. I mean, I'm still sure. going Wall Socket.
1: The five nominees are Desire I Want to Turn Into You, Scaring the hose. That Feels Good, Wall Socket, and Welcome to Collie Grove.
0: I realize I said it before we said the nominees. Oh my god, <laughs> guys, please, please tweet, please tweet about how much <laughs> please of a, a disaster. Tweet. Whatever this. you do, please, please get, please tweet. Wall socket gate. This, this is a. This was like this year's moonlight. They're oh my god, they're gonna, they're gonna kill us on iHeart the 2020s. Yeah, Paul F. Tompkins is gonna have some crazy bits to run about what a disaster this year's pulpy awards were. And the envelope says, slow tie, ugh. (laughs) Wait, you're telling me we invited him as a guest? Oh, no. Oh, no, he's already here. He's been listening. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's very funny what you were saying about me. (laughs) I'll have my day in court. He really, yeah, it was certainly. (laughs) (laughs) He certainly will. Um, (laughs) You said, oh, you're trying to cancel me? And then they did. (laughs) <laughs> they, they really did
1: let's go through these caroline polachek yeah i mean i mean look these are all like really fully formed i uh, definitely whatever i would have put in that in that fifth spot was not going to be on par with these other four for me i mean even really i mean yeah. welcome to collie grove is like a personal bias for me but really like wall socket scaring the hell desire desire or even like hmm i i'd even say that like desire and wall i so- like like there's a clear like ranking of like that feels good, Collie Grove, Scaring the Hose, and then it's between and then Wall Socket and Desire are the top two for sure. Um yeah. I feel like Wall Socket, hmm. Do I wanna give this to Caroline Polachek? I feel like <laughs> it's, it's cooler one of to those give things. it to
0: underscores because they're more of an up and comer maybe. I'm trying to think like in a vacuum what would I have given this to and
1: it could be Scaring the Hose but when I really think about it I do think that that both Desire and Wall Socket are like are like more you know just like full package albums
0: Yeah S- Scaring the Hose is is the only of those three that I think could have just objectively been better I think sure. I think the mix the mix kind of sucks at some points and um the lyrics I don't love it's the only one sure. that I have actual criticisms of you know
1: yeah uh, I, I, I guess when I put them side by side I do think Wall Socket is a better album than Desire uh, so yeah Wall
0: Socket wins <laughs> there you go baby hyper rock sweep underscore sweep Ooh, that's the year in uh,
1: in music um, there's a lot we didn't get to and a lot that uh, you know you can only nominate so much but yeah any, any final thoughts before we close off
0: Oh, well I do wanna give I wanna give a few shout outs to to records that I, I, I didn't see mentioned on here that I, I mm-hmm. think everyone everyone at home should check out because they're a little weirder and didn't get a lot of critical love. I'm gonna I'm gonna say um just looking at my my top fifty list here, which I plan on making like some kind of I'll do my own thing YouTube video or whatever. Uh, the new record from Moru, uh, which has an unpronounceable title. Uh, I think would be my my best grindcore release. Uh, Mm. It is a crazy, crazy grindcore thing, weird kind of J-pop influence at the same time, and uh, probably the worst production I've ever heard ever in in the best way possible. So that record's great if you like your rock music, uh, Just if you like your grindcore, completely unintelligible. I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, the Snow Stripper's record, which to me... I mean, Snow Strippers is blowing up, but 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 that album, that would be like my dance slash electronic pick in terms of just like, what was I grooving to, you know, April Mixtape 3 and Nightkillers, the the EP, both of those were great. Um, I'll say Violet Pony Carousel, which is an MLP album, uh, which I think will probably put a lot of people off of it, but it also is like simultaneously in the same vein as like Wall Socket and like Jane Remover. Like, that kind of, like, very grandiose, hyper-pop-influenced rock music. Uh, but it's just going even even wilder with it. Um, and at points, at points, it's a little cringe. Uh, it, I think the lyrics can be a little overly earnest and, like, maybe aren't as deep as they think they are. But it's, you gotta love it. And it's, like, pony music, so fucking, what were you expecting? Uh, I guess my other, I, I already shouted out Geese and Erotic Probiotic 2. Mm-hmm. Like, those two records were, were great um transcendent spot from dds i think is my my strong like number five uh crazy Katy perry based vaporwave album uh although vaporwave maybe doesn't quite sell it because it also verges into like industrial metal at points like it's weird and uh the to me the most underrated record of the year would be uh dje aka Oh, oh! Well, DJE is the name of the album. The musician name, if I'm saying it right, is Chuqui Mamani Condori, which is an Alicia Crampton alias. If you know anything about like underground uh, experimental club stuff, then then surely that name means something to you. And if you don't, then definitely check out DJE because that album is uh, life affirming. It just blew me away. Yeah, I won't shout out everything on my list, but those are some of the ones that I felt I just loved so much and didn't get enough uh, appreciation
1: yeah i i I feel like you know these awards are always weird music awards are always weird in general but uh you know this was also a weird year and um there were a lot of things that i i I still have to do my album list and my like playlist for for the year um and you might see things on there that weren't on here but shout out to all these artists within reason and um
0: (laughs) 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 yeah i mean i mean thank you for joining me as always yeah, yeah, thank you for having me. Another another one for the history books. Thank you to
1: everyone who's been listening, too. If you like the show, you can
0: like or, or rate
1: or whatever it is, wherever you're listening, leave a review or something. Um, next time's going to be the movie awards. Again,
0: tweet. Tweet. tweet hashtag, uh, what was it, WallSocketGate. That's the hashtag we're going for. WallSocketGate. Please tweet Take a lot of money writing on this one. Please, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and tweet hashtag
1: young father.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, tweet tweet at young fathers. Tweet um. at
1: young fathers. Hashtag wall game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> tweet at young fathers. I liked your album, but I like underscores more. Yeah, <laughs> just tell them that for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, DM them if you can find their home address. No, don't do that.
1: The yeah, next time's going to be the music, the movie awards, and it's going to be a good time. And this has been a long episode, so bye bye. I disagree. I disagree, Gary.
0: Disagree. I disagree, I disagree Gary, Gary. I disagree, Gary.